to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Wednesday morning, November 1st. That's right. There's only two months left in 2023. Can you believe that? We are just about on the cusp of the end of 2023, a year that literally did fly by. And now, I guess, begrudgingly, I enter into it. The rest of you might have been waiting for it, but we have now entered the holiday season. Yes, Halloween is over. Although today I'll probably go around looking at the post-holiday, post-Halloween sales. Got to stock up on more styrofoam skulls and other decorations that I use the rest of the year, not just for Halloween. Uh, But uh, yes, it is the holiday season. Barry Richard has an article at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app, about some uniquely Massachusetts gift ideas if you are ready to start your shopping. Some of you are already done with your shopping, you psychos. Others like me are going to wait until eh, probably December 23rd. Wait, what day of the week is Christmas? Because that, that, that plays an important role in when I start my shopping. So Christmas is on a Monday. I'll probably shop either the 22nd or the 23rd. Either that Friday or Saturday. And there's been plenty of years where I've actually been out on Christmas Eve shopping. So I think uh, I think a lot of people are learning that it's better to start early and get stuff when it's available than to try to wait, whether it be online shopping and the delays that come with that. Or trying to go to the store and find something. See, my problem is always finding something for my parents. I get them a gift card, like a joint gift card for Lowe's, because they always need to do something around the house. But then I try to get them each something individually, and that's where I scratch my head. So I'm trying to get myself in the mindset of thinking about that earlier rather than waiting till two days before. And then everybody else just gets gift cards. My nieces and nephews call me Uncle Gift Card. Well, I don't I don't know if they call me that. I make them call me that because that's what I'm going to give them because I don't know what toys they have and don't have. And I have four siblings that all have kids, so it's hard to coordinate with everybody, so it's just easier. Give them a gift card. Let them get what they want. I love getting gift cards, so I'm sure they do too. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. I can barely hear you, Lamone. I said, what's up, buddy? Still can't hear you. It's like you're far away. Oh, I am far away. I'm on the other side of the country. There you go. Now it's, it's now it's better. I meant far away from your phone. That too. So um, it's this pole is kind of it's kind of crazy. Up here. It's getting kind of cold back here now in Las Vegas. I feel this pole. So you know, I'm thinking when I come to visit you. We're, we're we're losing you again. I said I bring the pole with me when I come to visit you. Come come that way. I'll be I'll be working the pole then too. So what I'm 
I was thinking, it was like, when I was, yesterday I was trying to call you before I was rudely interrupted, um, I was going to tell you guys about how, like, Six Freeman Roy, you know, Beyond Belief, the guys, the Tigers and stuff, like, mm-hmm. they used, they had, um, they, they took and they would, every year for Halloween, they would do, they would take and give the big, the big giant king, king, candy bars. They would stick passes under, you know, between the foil and, and the wrapper, uh, and, and give them out password to show Beyond Belief. The tickets were like, we started out like $75 back in the, back in the late 70s when we first came in. And so they were like $110 a ticket per person. And they would do that. They had like the, they had passed Elvis Presley's, uh, you know, a consecutive streak of like eight, not 8,000, like something like 9,000 consecutive uh, uh, shows sold out. And so they did that. They had, they had like something like close to 12,000 shows completely sold out. And what they would do, they give those candy bars away. And kids would be up there, would be like literally a mile and a half around the block, literally all the line. And wait to go into their to their home and go inside the gates and see the lines and stuff. And they let them come in and, and play and stuff like that. It was wonderful. And it was like that was some things that like I said, oh geez, I said my too bad my daughter, my baby daughter wasn't born earlier because I took my older kids to go see them and stuff like that. It was so much fun. And you seen those white tigers, right? The white tigers they oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, like Monocore, the one that that the bit boy. So what they had, they'd have those big stuffed at those stuffed animals. They were so soft and lovely. They looked real. They would have them. They would give them out to the kids and stuff too. I mean, every. I mean, it's great marketing, yeah. Exactly. And it's like everybody. You know, just imagine the ticket. Like, let's say each kid they, they get it passed and have some different two people or two or four people, whatever. And then they'd have the next brother or sister get the ticket and stuff like that. So everybody would go, and people were taking taking. And, and come come to visit from out of town just because they don't have tickets to go to the show. And it was really beyond, it was called exactly Beyond Belief. That's what it was. You see it, you see it before, it was Beyond Belief. And that's kind of sad. You know, people like, they're all like, used to like, it's like these other people nowadays. Well, you know, like Chris Angel does his thing and stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to pay the that. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, you know, people are going to go and see those kind of shows, but uh, it's it's not it's not the same spectacle, the same uh, destination thing that Siegfried and Roy was. I got to hold you there, Lamont, because I got some other callers that want to get on. But I, uh, so what, what, what did Skeddy say? We were talking about Skeddy yesterday. Oh, she, 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 she called up and, and uh, she she kind of uh, chewed me out for for what I was saying to you about her. So I don't I don't want to mention her again to you. I don't know. She, like she, she was she was giving me grief over, over what I said. I don't even remember what I said. I think I just said that yeah, she came by and I got to meet her. Yeah, and you said she was nice. I said, how was she? And I, I mean, like, how was yeah. she? You said she was nice. Very nice, like, yeah. You know, I meant, like, how was she doing well? Because I remember her brother wasn't so well a while back. Yeah, so. she's, she's, she's doing okay. She just went through a rough patch, but that's okay. She's, she's, she's a strong person. Maybe we'll send her something, you know, send her something nice. I want to talk to you uh, off the off the line, right quick. You know, I'm going to send something for you. For you, maybe I can send something for her too. So you can tell her to come up to the whenever you get it, whatever. Yeah, shoot shoot me a message and I'll pass it on to her. Okay, that's fine. So um, I guess I'll try to do that. So how am I going to do that? Uh, send, send me send me a Facebook message. Yeah, right. I have uh, Facebook. You have Facebook. You single. Gadgets. <laughs> I know you have it too. I've seen. I've seen it. You've sent me messages before. All right, I'm, I'm just going yeah, to hold. Never replied to him. A black thing. Is that why you answered the phone? Call me back. What's up with that, player? All, all right, all right, all right. Send me I'm the message, Lamont. All right. Be the only black friend. You, you have a good day. Okay. Yeah, I'll try. Take care. All right. Take it easy.
And uh, 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Now I know how my son feels when he's waiting for me to say goodbye. <laughs> All right, Mom. All right, Mom. Um, I have a suggestion for your parents' Christmas gift. Okay. As a mom of two adult sons, I would love it if they wrote me a letter and told me something like talked about a special memory, um, talked about something that they enjoyed about their childhood, um, or me specifically, if they can think of one. But that's what I would like. I think that that's like the most precious gift of all is to um, have someone acknowledge in writing um, something that they remember about you. That is a great idea. Yeah. I like mushy, sentimental things. See, with with my parents, I usually go for funny. And so mm -hmm. I have this thing where every time it's, you know, her birthday or Mother's Day, I try to find like a card for my mom because I just give her, you know, money in a card. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, or, and so it's always I try to find something that was funnier than the last time. And I forget exactly what it said, but the birthday card I gave her back in September was like took the cake of all time. It said something about, you know, I couldn't afford to to give you too big of a gift or something. I'm going to need this card back for next time. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so. That's funny. My son is like that. Um, he gives funny um, birthday, well, funny cards in general. So uh, Halloween is my birthday. And oh, well, happy birthday. To me, thank you. His card to me this year said, um, happy birthday to my favorite son-in-law. <laughs> like He does crazy things. Like I, I forgot what my husband said, but it was equally um, foolish. But he loves doing that. So we always look forward to seeing what he's picked for us. I had a friend that would do that. He would give you like, you know, it'd be like my birthday and give me like a happy fifth birthday, you know, uh -huh. crystal, <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's so, funny. And yeah, that's funny. My, my mom saves all those cards that I give her. Apparently she's got them all saved. And mm -hmm. uh, she's like, yeah, she goes, some, some, someday you'll have to go through them all so you can, you know, make sure you don't repeat them. You don't give me the oh, same one funny. twice. And, but so that's far I haven't funny. in years of doing this. Yeah. Good. I'm sure you'll come up with something. See, my, my fear is, being stuck in the line at the grocery store on Christmas Eve. Like, I really dread that. You know how, like, there's so a you, long So you buy line all the food in July just to get ready? No? Yeah, and I don't <laughs> I don't refrigerate it. No, because <laughs> there's no room. So we have, like, blue ham. No, <laughs> no, that's not true. But well, that's my fear is being in that line. I'm, I hate being in line. I've had, I've had a tradition of going to the supermarket on New Year's Eve because I will, you know, never have New Year's Eve plans. And then I'll decide I'm going to throw myself a little party and get some snacks and everything. And, it, you know, just me, but I'll do it. And then I go to the supermarket to try to get something. And there's never really a line, but there's never really anything left either. That's true. That's true. So you end up with, um, I don't know what you end up with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think last year. Potato chips. Last year, I think I had like gluten gluten-free pizza rolls or something. I don't remember what it was, oh, but no. it was it was oh, not. No. Uh, you're stuck with like the frozen shrimp because all the fresh shrimp is gone. You know mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. All right, we'll start early, Tim. I will. I'll okay. go buy it now and just leave it outside. Apparently, okay, it's going to be cold you. enough. So, all right, have a good all day. Right. You too. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and chime in, uh, so I did ask the question earlier. For those just tuning in, how was? Halloween at your house. How many trick-or-treaters did you have? Because I saw a lot of people concerned online that they got less than they usually have. One person that I saw, and I wish I could remember who it was, I'd, I'd give them a shout-out, but they said that they usually get two to 300 trick-or-treaters in Fairhaven, and they 
They barely got any. And I'm not talking like, oh, we usually get 300 and we got 150. I mean, like they're saying nobody came. And I don't know if it was a, a symptom of the temperature. It wasn't that cold. It was chilly, but it wasn't so cold that kids would give up free candy. I mean, maybe people went out and did other things because of the cold. Maybe they went out and did, you know, they went to the mall and did trick-or-treating at the mall. Was that still a thing anymore? I don't know. We did that uh, when I lived on in Sandwich. We would go to the the Cape Cod Mall. You know, we would do like our neighborhood and then we would go over to the mall and do mall trick-or-treating. Because there was always like different fun stuff going on and our neighborhood was done with trick-or-treating by like 6.30, 7 o'clock. But I don't know if that's still a thing. That was the 90s, early, late 80s, early 90s when malls were much more vibrant than they are now. You walk into the Dartmouth Mall, you might be mistaken about what malls are like in 2023 because that mall is doing very well. But other malls are not like that. I was at the Westgate Mall yesterday. And I was like, what are all these stores? Like, there's like a, a furniture rental place. And I don't know, other stores. And I'm like, what? what is this? I just don't, I don't know what is happening in some of these malls. But I don't think that trick-or-treating is. So uh, where were all the kids last night? Where did they go? 508-996-0500. Let me know how it was at your house, how many kids you had. And some people are very meticulous about it. They keep a count so that they can plan ahead for the next year and know how much. If you really want to get serious about it, you build a spreadsheet. You know, I have this many kids and I would estimate that so many of the kids were this age, which means that they probably won't come trick-or-treating next year. But then I saw a lot of babies. So then there's going to be more kids next year. And then you start extrapolating out all the numbers and, you know, carry the one dot all the, cross all the T's and dot all the lowercase J's. And then you figure out what it's going to be next year. But I think ah, it's always a crapshoot because weather plays a part. The cost of candy certainly plays a part. I know a lot of people who looked at the cost of candy this year and said, I'm going to buy two bags and that's it. And when it's gone, I'm going to turn the light off. Sorry, kids. But then there's probably other people that went out and bought these giant $30 bags of candy. Or actually, maybe not that giant, but they bought these $30 bags of candy and had nobody show up. And now they're stuck with $60, $70, $90 worth of candy they're not going to eat. We went all out one year and got the Halloween pencils and the little plastic rings and like all that stuff and put together like little goodie bags. And we got less kids than we were expecting. And it's like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? I guess save it for next year and go about, go out and get some other stuff. Or, you know, I was just using Halloween pencils at work for the next year. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Um. Bartholomew J. That's Bart with an art and a cap. 
S plus S-O-N. That's me. Introductions aside, let's move right along. You can all sing along at the sound of the gong. Once upon a time, about a week ago, all of a sudden, trouble started to grow. Alarm was buzzing, I was snoozing. Supposed to get up now, but I was refusing to let reality become an intrusion. Cause in dreamy dreamland, I was cruising, but the buzz kept buzzing. My head kept buzzing, gave the radio a throw and heard an explosion. Opened up my eyes to my surprise. There stood Homer in his temple. So this, this song lives in my head. It has ever since 1990. Or 91, whenever this came out. I think it was 90, but that's that's uh, Deep, Deep Trouble by The Simpsons. But I play that because it was actually created, produced by DJ Jazzy Jeff, who's going to be on the Force Tour, which we'll be giving away tickets to. So I was trying to find something that was a non-DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince track to play. But yes, that's uh, Deep, Deep Trouble, Bart Simpson rapping. The, the first Simpsons album, The Simpsons Sing the Blues, was a really good album. And they've come out with a whole bunch of more Simpsons albums after that, but they, they have a lot of different musical styles and catchy songs. So, but that was, yeah, that's what that was all about. I know it's, but that's in my head every day, all the time. There's so many songs that are in my head that, that are from when I was a kid that if I, if I played them on the, on the radio, people would probably have me hauled away. But yeah, we will be giving away tickets to the Force Tour featuring LL Cool J. He is the headliner. Um, and also... Just to want to point out that, uh, M, you keep sending app chat messages like the ones you send. I'm just going to keep hitting that block button, buddy. There's no need for that language. No need to be so miserable. All right. Well, tell you who's not miserable is Ariel Dorsey, even when she has to report all of the horrible things that are going on around the world, which you will do for us right now. Here's Ariel with the news. Donald Trump Jr. is expected to testify today in the Trump Organization's $250 million civil fraud trial. The family business of Donald Trump is accused of inflating the former president's net worth to secure better loans and insurance deals. Former President Trump is scheduled to testify on November 6th. Israel says its fighter jets have killed a Hamas commander in a Gaza refugee camp. The Israeli military says Tuesday's airstrike killed Ibrahim Biari, a commander with the Palestinian militant group it claims was pivotal in the planning and execution of the October 7th Hamas attack in southern Israel. The head of Israel's Holocaust Memorial is criticizing the Israeli UN ambassador for wearing a yellow Star of David during an address to the Security Council. On social media, Danny Dayon said the yellow star symbolizes the helplessness of the Jewish people during Nazi Germany and that Israelis should instead display the national flag as a sign of strength. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after October wrapped up as the third straight monthly decline. October's losses coincide with concerns about Federal Reserve policy going forward. An announcement on a potential interest rate hike is due today. Federal authorities have wrapped up their safety review of the SpaceX Starship rocket. On Tuesday, the FAA said it was done assessing the risk that launching the giant rocket might have on public health and property. The agency added, however, that it was still working on its environmental review. A New York City council member says their new rat killing program is 100% effective. The new program kills rats by pumping carbon monoxide into their burrows. The exterminator in charge of the program says the gas is not dangerous to people or pets because it dissipates quickly. 
In sports, the Bruins are going to be without their number one defenseman for a bit. Charlie McAvoy has been suspended for four games by the NHL Department of Player Safety for an illegal check to the head of Florida Panthers defenseman Oliver Ekman Larson. McAvoy will forfeit over $197,000 in salary under the terms of the collective bargaining agreement. Boston will host the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night at TD Garden. The Patriots hosted a pair of free agents on Tuesday. Linebacker Tyshawn Bauer and safety A.J. Thomas were both brought in for a workout. Bauer spent parts of three seasons in Foxborough. He has also spent time with the Minnesota Vikings, Las Vegas Raiders, and New York Giants. Thomas signed with the Chicago Bears as an undrafted rookie in 2022. This Sunday afternoon, the Pats will be hosting the Washington Commanders. And the Celtics have signed, assigned their top draft pick to the G League. On Tuesday, the C's announced that Jordan Walsh has been assigned to the main Celtics. Walsh was taken with the 30th overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft out of Arkansas. Boston hopes to remain unbeaten tonight after they play host to the Indiana Pacers at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. We're starting out the day with the coastal low passing well east southeast of our area. Any steady rain will be confined to Cape and the islands. And we could see some spots, uh, snow mixing in, especially along the higher elevations. Temperatures in the 30s will continue with isolated to scattered showers this afternoon overnight. Quite cold, sub-freezing temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. And uh, you can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can send in open line voicemails on the WBSM app. There's a very interesting report at newbedfordlight.org this morning uh, by Colin Hogan. This was put out yesterday. And the title of the article is White Supremacists Stepping Up Activities in Massachusetts. And it says the last five years have brought a sharp increase in propaganda activity among hate groups in the Commonwealth, especially white supremacist organizations. And they give a little bit of background. They talk about what happened 
with the uh, NSC-131 propaganda that was left on porches in the West End of New Bedford and how the folks in the, those neighborhoods kind of banded together and said, nope, they actually went around and picked them all up so that no kids leaving for school would find them and read them. And it talks about some of the other places that they've been to. And, uh, and it says, Massachusetts has witnessed 175 instances of white supremacist propaganda this year alone, including distributing flyers. This is according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Last year, the Commonwealth recorded more white supremacist propaganda than any other state besides Texas, according to the Anti-Defamation League. And Colin mentions uh, groups such as NSC-131 and Patriot Front and said that uh, there has been a surge in hate incidents across Massachusetts, that the state has more than three times as many hate incidents as five years ago. But it does point out that the number of hate crimes has not increased. These groups are organizing in Massachusetts and recruiting in Massachusetts, but the, they haven't committed more crimes. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, the difference between a hate incident and a hate crime. A hate incident is something where, you know, you say something that you're not supposed to, you shouldn't say, or, you know, you, you, you have a, a, a encounter with somebody, but it doesn't rise to the level of criminal activity. And it doesn't fit the full statute of what would be a hate crime. So there are other, there are incidences where there will be graffiti, say anti-Semitic graffiti spray painted on a building or on a cemetery as has been happening over the last couple of years. Where somebody spray paints a swastika on the side of a school. But is that person charged with a hate crime? No, they're, they're charged with vandalism. But it's determined that the painting of the swastika was not designed to instill fear or to to target anybody specifically. It was just a kid being a knucklehead spray painting something that he knew would like just piss people off. And so that wouldn't count as a hate crime. They wouldn't charge because that's a federal charge. And, you know, they're not going to rise it up to that level unless it's absolutely necessary. But it would still count as a hate incident. That's kind of the difference, as best as I can explain it. So there's no increase in hate crimes, but there's certainly been an increase in hate incidents, according to the reporting in the New Bedford Light. So I would recommend that you check out the article. Uh, it's, it's disturbing because you look at, you say, well, why is Massachusetts such a hotbed for this? And Colin addresses that. They believe, you know, some of the Belief is that because America, Massachusetts is seen as the, the birthplace of America, these groups are coming here to try to strengthen their numbers. Now, I don't know that that necessarily works because when you think about Massachusetts, it's a overall more of a liberal place, more of a place that would try to be inclusive, but maybe. They feel like those who, because it is viewed as such, those who are against that idea 
feel even more disillusioned because they live in a place where it is so inclusive. So maybe they maybe they want to target those folks because they're easier to get to sign on. But they have been growing their numbers. They are here in our own backyard. And now the question becomes, well, for what reason? If if they're just going to keep putting anti-Semitic or white supremacist literature out there, I mean, it's disgusting, but it's not as concerning as if they are planning on taking it to another step. And I don't think they stand outside of libraries while drag queen story time is going on with ski masks on and armed and uniformed up if there isn't something more to this than just handing out pamphlets and flyers and yelling stuff at people. So you've got to be vigilant about that. You've got to keep, you can't just say, well, they're not hurting anybody. You've got to keep an eye on it and make sure that that stays the case. And what they did in that neighborhood in New Bedford where they banded together and made sure it wasn't going to happen there. And the mayor and city councilors came out and said, nope, it's not going to happen here. I mean, we need more of that. Yes, yes, you have the right to free speech. But what they put out there is hate speech. And the real concern is, does that elevate into hate incidents and then elevate into hate crimes? 508-996-0500. We'll take a break here and be back in a few moments. If you want to call in and get involved in the discussion, uh, still asking the question, what was Halloween like at your house? How many trick-or-treaters did you have? Was it the usual amount? Was it more than the usual amount? Was it less? I've been seeing a lot of reports of far less, although I just saw a few uh, Facebook posts from people who said that they had the most people, the most kids that they've ever had. And I heard Chris lamenting, uh, I think it was yesterday, where he was talking about, you know, the, the kids that show up, the 16-year-old kids that show up in just a, a sweatshirt and are like, trick or treat. And you say, well, where's your costume? And I used to have a rule that you came to my door, no costume, no candy. 
Like, you had to put in the effort. It's Halloween. Put in the effort. Wear a costume. And I, you know, I had to change that a little bit because I got some education from people about, you know, some kids have sensory issues and can't wear a costume and they still want to take part. And okay, I get that. But when you've got a big group of teenage kids that come to your door, not one of them is wearing a costume. They're all wearing, like they would, they'd come up to my door with a hooded sweatshirt and a pair of pajama pants on. And I'd say, well, is that a costume? And they'd say, yeah, I'm a baby. Like, no, that's, well, I mean, maybe, but that's not a costume. But I just ended up getting to the point where whatever. So that might skew the numbers a little bit of trick-or-treaters that I had. But, uh, you know, those kids were always good enough to, to come later on. So if they came to your door and you're like, sorry, we're not a candy. We gave it to all the little kids. Nobody ever complained. They were always like, okay, thanks. Happy Halloween. But I don't, I don't necessarily count those kids as trick-or-treaters that would come to the door. Those are just teenage kids looking for free candy. But in terms of trick-or-treaters... You know, I saw a serious decline from year to year. And I think it's just because the kids in the neighborhood grew up kind of all at the same time. Where I where I was raising my son was a neighborhood where people had lived for, you know, it was kind of summer homes that people had lived in when they were growing up. And then when they became adults, they moved in. So they were all kind of the same generation themselves. And then they all had kids at the same time. So... Everybody kind of aged out. So that's that makes sense a little bit as to why the numbers would go down there. I don't know why the numbers would be down for people in other neighborhoods. The only thing I could think of was the weather. But if, if last night's weather kept you from going out and trick-or-treating and getting some candy, you must not like candy very much. Or maybe nobody was showing up at your parents' house and your parents were like, don't go trick-or-treating. We have enough candy here. <laughs> We're not going to be able to eat all this candy that nobody's coming here to take. And some folks don't want to answer the door anyway. They'll just leave the bowl of candy out and say, take take two, take three, save some for everybody else. And I saw reports on Facebook in one of the Wareham groups, one of the town groups, that there were kids that were going around and taking the whole bowl. And everybody's like, oh, these kids... These kids today, well, you know, maybe maybe open the door. Maybe open the door. I mean, I can't, I can't get too mad at kids on Halloween that are, if they're looking at that as like a prank instead of outright theft. 508-996-0500. So again, reminder that today is early voting at Tabor Mills in New Bedford from 11 to 3. So if you gonna if you want to early vote and you live in that area, then you want to go from 11 to 3 today at Tabor Mills. And the overall election, the main election day, is a week from today, Tuesday, November 7th. So city residents are going to be voting for who they want to see as mayor for the next four years. Will it be incumbent Mayor John Mitchell? Will he get a sixth term in office? Or will Tyson Moultrie overcome him? I think, I think a lot of people are thinking this is going to be an automatic, a slam dunk, an easy victory for Mayor Mitchell. But you know that's why they that's why they play the game. It's why they have the election. And then the city council at large race 
is the most interesting it's been in years. All five incumbents running for re-election, but a few of the five challengers nipping at their heels, including the current Ward 5 counselor, Scott Lima, and some other interesting newcomers and returning faces. Ward 1 voters will once again decide between incumbent William Brad Markey and challenger Leo Chaquette, and the soon-to-be-open Ward 5 seat has come down to longtime counselor Joe Lopes against Zach Boyer. Now, the other, the other wards, the other uh, four wards in the city are all have councilors running unopposed, but that doesn't, and so does the school committee and assessor, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get out there and vote. Your vote is still just as important. So even if you live in Ward 2, Ward 3, Ward 4, um, Ward 6, and you're saying, hey, nobody's running up against my counselor, well, you still want to get out there and vote. Make a plan of how you will vote. Maybe it's going out early voting today or tomorrow. Maybe it's getting a mail-in or absentee ballot. Maybe it's going to the polls on election day. But no matter what you do, how you decide to do it, go vote. This campaign to increase voter awareness is brought to you by WBSM and sponsored by Lang, Exaferis, and Bullard, the New Bedford Housing Authority, the DeMello International Center, and Luzo Auto Center. Uh, let's see here. Let's take a quick call here before we got to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Yes, uh, about Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, my mother used to budget money because we'd get 50 to 75 kids trick-or-treaters wow. in, in our house. And, you know, it's just gone downhill. Over the last 10 years, last night was, I think, the finish of Halloween for me. I mean, I had candy here and everything, and I got four kids. Four be- kids? Yeah, four kids. The year before that, I think I didn't even get 10. It was like nine. And I just, I mean, Halloween is pretty, pretty much gone here. I, <laughs> I, where, where, where do you live? You don't have to. I live the, in the Bliss the, Corner area. Okay. Uh, wow. So I would think there would be a lot of kids down there. Yeah, I mean, there's always been. I mean, you can see them playing in the streets, like in the summer. You know, there's kids in the neighborhood, but I don't know. They also have events here, like at the uh, Stackhouse Club over there uh, <coughs> near Stackhouse Street, where they have a. A Halloween uh, party, and they give out candy, and kids wear costumes. I don't know. Maybe that's where they're going, and they're not even bothering with Halloween night. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, but I would, I would think, you know, they'd still want to go out and get some free candy before they went to their parties or whatever. I'm just, I'm surprised. And it wasn't, yeah. that, it wasn't that cold last night, so you would have uh, thought somebody would have been out. My mother used to love Halloween. I think it was her favorite holiday. She loved to see the kids in the costumes. And a couple of years ago, a, a little girl came to the front door here, and she was dressed as a gypsy. And you could tell that the mother must have made that. It was so detailed. It was just a gorgeous outfit that she was wearing. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I kind of like it, too, you know, looking at, looking at these creative uh, costumes. Oh, yeah, I love it. it. But uh, it's just, I mean, I think next year I may spend $8 on Halloween candy because... I got a bowl full of Halloween candy, and uh, nobody came. You know, four kids. But you, you know the year you do that will be the year you get the record number of kids. I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I always buy candy, figuring, oh, well, who knows, you know? Who knows what may happen? But uh, I don't know. It's. I mean, it. the last three years, it's just gone down and down and down every year. And it's uh, last night, I just was the worst. Well, what you do is you go out today, you get all the candy on clearance, you save it for next year, and then when you're giving them year-old candy and they complain about it, you can say, that's what you get for not coming last year, you little jerks. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You could always freeze it up. I do have a freezer downstairs, but 
<laughs> I would never buy candy that far. I, I did. I did one time go trick or treating, and I got ha I got Easter candy. Like really? somebody had given out candy that was wrapped in Easter. It was like the, you know, the the Easter colors on the outside of the candy. I was yeah. like, oh no no no. I Can't always buy uh, candy that I like myself. That way, whatever's left over will eventually get eaten as long as I keep it in the refrigerator. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I get Reese's and uh, uh, those little Hershey bars there, the chocolate ones. Because I'm not a big candy person, but I do like Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> I don't know of anybody who doesn't. <laughs> right. No, I'm. That's well, my brother doesn't like peanut butter at all. But Well, there are people allergic to peanuts, too. He's, he's not allergic. He just doesn't like it. He's never really? liked it. Yeah, really? he's ne yeah. won't eat a peanut butter sandwich. Won't have anything with peanut butter on it. That's pretty weird. <laughs> I would agree. Because even mice like that stuff. You know, it's the most effective <laughs> right. thing to put in a mouse trap. I didn't know that. No, it really is. Yeah. When I was living in Providence, uh, a guy had a, a mouse problem in his house, and he told me that he said, "Well, I tried cheese and all those other things, and cheese." And he said, "If you want to kill mice, just put peanut butter in the mouse trap." You'll find a dead mouse in there every morning. Not only does it draw them in, it gets them stuck, too. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. You, too. Bye. Have a great day. And uh, we're going to take our final break of this hour. We'll be back in a few moments. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this hour, but stay tuned for the next hour. We will take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. You're waking up from that.